0: You're listening to Affected by Altitude, a Purple row podcast for and by Rockies fans.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Affected by Altitude. I am Ben Kuchner-Kavich, joined by my co-host Sam Bradfield. How are you doing today, Sam?
2: I'm doing well, Ben. How are you?
1: I'm pretty good. Also joined by... Uh, Eric Garcia-McKinley, and Adam Peterson, uh, the managing editor and the other editor at uh, Purple Row. Sam is also an editor. The, the assistant uh, so to the managing wanted- editor is what I prefer. <laughs> um, what we want to talk about, first of all, today... So Nick Walsh, another staff writer, wrote an article back in February on Purple Row called What If Thanos Snapped Away Half of the Rockies' Roster? And... It kind of turned out to be true, because right now the Rockies only have 11 of their original 25 members of the opening day roster still active, Um, including all five members of the original starting rotation who are all now on the injured list. That's Kyle Freeland, Herman Marquez, Tyler Anderson, John Gray, Chad Bettis. And there have been various uh, designated for assignments and uh, injured list moves in the bullpen, as well as on offense. And right now, only four players have made it the entire season on the roster, not being optioned or not being put on the injured list. That's Nolan Arenado, Ian Desmond, Brian Shaw, and Tony Walters. All right, so what are we looking at for the starting rotation now, Sam?
2: Well, Nick Groke tweeted out yesterday um, where the starting rotation is right now. And we have Antonio Senzatella, Peter Lambert, Tim Melville, Chichi Gonzalez, and it sounds like Rico Garcia is going to get the call-up to get started. We're recording this on Tuesday afternoon, so there's no not been an official move for Rico yet, but he was scratched from his start uh, last night, and Thomas Harding and a bunch of other people have reported that he's going to be up. Um, so the crazy thing about that is four of them weren't even on the team 10 days ago. Hmm. Uh, Peter Lambert is the only one of that five that was with the team 10 days ago so that's a little crazy to think about don't you think
1: the most tenured member of the rotation Peter Lambert
2: the ripe age of 22 years old
1: (laughs) but uh, a guy who has come up and has been kind of inexplicably producing results is Tim Melville uh, who is 29 years 10 months old and was that his yeah that was his first major league win he picked up uh, the other day right
2: yeah, last week at Chase Field.
1: Yeah, and he has o uh, seventy five ERA and two starts now, both on the YouTube Game of the Week, and uh, that I believe I saw that was the third best ERA through two starts in Rockies history, according to the broadcast yesterday.
3: That is quite a small sample.
2: Yeah, Tim Melville, the uh, YouTube star. <laughs>
1: Um, I know Nick Groke wrote a pretty good article about uh, Melville and how he uh, worked at Little Miss barbecue over the off season and that's kind of where he ended up after, um Things didn't work out for him for a while in the major leagues, and then he had to pitch in the Atlantic League, and then he—that was the only one who gave him an offer. Then the Rockies saw how he performed there and picked him up. And after the game, they interviewed him on the YouTube game, and uh, he sounds like he fully intends to go back to working at Little Miss Barbecue this off-season to pick up some hours over there. I think it's a pretty cool story.
2: It is, but he—you know—it was right after I moved out of Phoenix, so I can't even go visit. (laughs) So I I have a
0: question then about the question is—is Little Miss Barbecue any good? That's that's my question.
2: I haven't been, so I can't tell you. Anyway, Eric, you had something.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is a great story and everything. But I mean, when you say he's like going to, you know, he fully intends to go back to work. Um, this is gonna sound bad, but. Probably that's a good idea <laughs> that, <laughs> that he maintains his hours there. I mean, so I guess the question here is like, I mean, it, this would not be an unprecedented thing, and um, for somebody to come out of, um, uh, you know, independent leagues a little late. He's not that old, but like, and he has pedigree too, so he didn't come out of nowhere, you know. Um, but still, it, it's it's like it came out of sort of like I mean, for the, as far as like being having two starts where it's like wow this guy looks pretty good that's that's surprising but like i guess my question in is is like okay so is this like a flash in the pan of a good story that is going to that we're going to forget about after he starts getting blown up here pretty soon or is i mean is this like legit would you would you would you where, what do you look like right now is like does this look like Hey, maybe Tim Melville should stick around and maybe he should be in the rotation or in in the mix for the rotation next year. I mean, what is everybody's thoughts on like, okay, we know it's a great story and it's really fun, but what are your, what was everyone's thoughts on what, um, how, how real this might, this might really be.
0: I mean, it's such a small sample size at this point. The, the thing that's messes me up a little bit is like he is getting guys to swing and miss, um, you know he's 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 got a fair number of strikeouts, but you know I was at the game yesterday, um, and it ju- it just seemed like he just had a hard time putting guys away. The last two batters he faced, he must have thrown at least ten pitches or at least eight pitches to both of them. I know he threw ten pitches to, uh, uh, I think it was Acuna or Albies. Um and so that is just a big red flag for me for a pitcher going long term. Um, he might be a guy who whose stuff might play up in the bullpen and concerning the Rockies troubles with the bullpen. I think we need to be more willing to put guys who can't really start into the bullpen or throw this out there. Like maybe Tim Melville is a really good, either bulk innings or opener type. Like, I don't know, but those are just like having watched the game yesterday in person and not, not that I had a great view or anything like that, but that was the thing that stood out to me.
1: I guess the good news is we have time to find out. There's certainly not going to be anyone else probably taking Melville's place in the rotation anytime soon. But I do remember Stephen Cardulo, he was in the Atlantic League before the Rockies signed him, right? Mm-hmm. And that was like, he did really well in A, hit two home runs in one day in that doubleheader. One of them was a grand slam or something. And then just nothing, nothing anymore. So I hope that's not what this turns out to be.
3: Yeah, I'm hoping for you know it'd be nice to have like a Rich Hill rather than Stephen Cardullo. Um, Rich Hill and Rich Hill even he pitched for the the Ducks, the Long Island Ducks. I'm not counting on it. Um, I'm maybe like I'm just I just pulled up uh, Stephen Cardullo's baseball reference page. It was 2016. He had that you know nice story, a couple home runs, didn't hit very well. OPS plus of 63. Overall in 27 games, but then he came back in 2019 15 games, 32 plate appearances, an OPS plus of one. Oh my gosh, not great! <laughs> so, so his OPS plus was one, one, um, better than zero. <laughs> uh, it, it is, it, it's better, it is better than zero, um, but uh, yeah, so. Hopefully, it's it'll probably be somewhere in between and especially I mean if you're a pitcher you have a lot more use and um then like you know your're your uh, filler corner um corner infielder so yeah I mean if, if he if he has any if he provides any contribution to the team maybe as like a as adam said an opener type or or um even like a chris russon like long reliever I mean that's a win that's a win but yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we'll definitely see. We'll see him pitch, a, uh, get a few, get a couple more starts in for the
0: um, in September.
2: And we'll have to see how he does not on YouTube.
0: Yeah, maybe we should just try and play all yeah. the rest of our games on YouTube. Maybe that would help.
2: That'd be awesome.
1: I had thought before we saw the news of Rico Garcia making the start that uh, it could be Chris Russin, because I know he has been stretched out as a starter in AAA. Do you think we'll see him in September, Sam? I know he was outrighted off the 40-man, so another move will have to be made there. But do you, th- do you think we'll see Russ in, in September?
2: I could see it happening, um, just because he's kind of got a history, and at this point, you know, there's... I mean, there's a use for him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I could see him coming up in September. What do you guys think?
3: Uh, if, if he was already on the 40-man, I could see it. But I think um doing um because it would require a move off the 40-man roster i'd say probably not because i mean he would just be removed probably from the 40-man again in the off season. i mean i'm sure they would non-tender him if he's added back on so for that reason i would say probably not
2: that's fair
0: yeah just looking at the 40-man roster like i'm not sure who who they could even boot off of it um you know as far as position players go like we are we have about everyone we need uh where if anything we're a little bit short there's 14 relief pitchers on the 40 man roster right now and as far as i'm concerned like uh all these guys with the with the possible ex- exception of Justin Lawrence uh need to be getting a lot of innings um it, it's it's weird because in some ways like we know who Chris Rustin is uh but at the same time you know he's had a couple of dif- i think it was either the year before or last year where he was suddenly like very very good and very effective for us um but right now that that one good year is starting to look like an aberration and so you know I think I'd rather see maybe even pull up Justin Lawrence uh but you know what some of these guys who have been toiling away in AAA for most of the year uh, I'd I'd rather see them get some innings but um Really what we need is for none of the starters who we have left to get hurt because if one of them gets hurt, then then we might be looking at Chris Rossum. But short of that happening, I, I, don't, I don't see it.
2: Yeah, the only one that I could really see maybe is uh, Ryan Castellani, who's been in AAA this year, um, and he's been injured for most of the year. His season was over a while ago. He had his elbow cleaned out. Um, but I think he's Rule 5 eligible also, mm-hmm. so removing him would also lose his protection. Uh, same with Justin Lawrence. So that's the only that's the only thing really there, that would be of a concern.
1: There might be a handful of guys who could be transferred to the 60-day IL. I know uh, with Rico Garcia coming up uh, again, you'll know the move before we do because we're recording this at a earlier time. That's Rico's probably going to be a 40-man move for Marquez going on the 60-day IL because I, yeah, I don't know what exactly happened with Marquez, but elbow was what we saw yesterday right
2: uh it's officially noted as right arm inflammation specific and somebody tweeted out i don't remember who it was um that basically bud bud black said it was just yeah it was like ty- he his arm was tired or something um is kind of what they're what they're saying so i i don't know i've heard a few different reports of what exactly is going on with with marquez so
1: because if we're, I don't want to speculate, but also I can't help but speculate, you know, I mean, if we're talking about a serious surgery, elbow related, that could be missing a good chunk of 2020. Yeah.
0: There's a part of me that, I'll,
1: but there's a part of me
0: that says if Marquez needs more than one or two starts off, like at this point, like just shut him down. Like, uh, because if we want to do anything in 2020, like we need we need Marquez, and we need him pitching well. And so, um, if that's the case, then yeah, you're right. We could move him to a 60-day, and that would uh, that would give us a lot more, a lot more leeway. And I'm sure that's something that's being talked about uh, in the levels of upper management. But uh, you know, at this point, I think the mission of September has to be see what we have in the young guys and try not to lose anybody long term.
1: I guess one more note about the forty man as I'm looking over it. James Pezos, he has not been up yet this year, but he's on the forty man, so that could be an interesting arm to look at. He's had major league success. I swear.
3: every time I look at the rock, I go to Rockies roster and look at the forty man. I'm like, who the hell is James Pezos? <laughs> like every single time, and I have to look him up again. And here I am, here I am looking up again. Like,
1: yeah. Ah. He could see it. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Two eighty-eight ERA for the Mariners in yeah, twenty eighteen.
2: There you go. I watched him pitch in Albuquerque. I think when I was there, he pitched an inning, from what I remember. Not not great, but <laughs> he pitched an inning. I think when I was there.
0: He so. was uh in. He he's part of uh. Um. Gosh, what's the name of the GM in Seattle?
3: Jerry Depoto. Yeah, Jerry Depoto. Jerry DePoto.
0: Uh, he was part of a DiPoto trade. Uh, he was traded by the Seattle Mariners with Juan Nicasio, old friend, and Juan Segura to the Phillies Gene for Segura. J.P. Crawford and Carlos Santana. Yeah. So, uh, so that's a thing. That's all I have on that. That's there's literally nothing intelligent to say
1: about that. And then traded to the Rockies for Hunter Stovall, who I'm
0: convinced is someone that uh, they just made up and convinced Jerry Depoto. Hey, uh, you want? or no, it was the Phillies. Dang it.
2: Close enough. Mariners, Phillies, you know. Uh. righty. well, speaking of guys going on the injured list and 60-day injured list and all that kind of stuff, um, Scott Oberg was recently put on the injured list with blood clots in his right arm. Um, So that really, between him and Wade Davis, and even Carlos Estevez and Jairo Diaz at this point, um, puts the closer position in a little bit of flux. So Ben... I was made aware that you have some interesting thoughts on the closer position would you be willing to share them?
1: Well, I guess when it comes down to who ultimately should be the closer in 2020, um Scott Oberg if he's if he can, I think. But someone who I've been tossing around a little bit for at least a late inning setup role for the past year or two is Antonio Senzatella. I've been personally kind of intrigued with this guy as a possible late inning arm. Um he had some very good starts, especially in the postseason back in 2018. Um, but he hasn't necessarily worked out in 2019, and he's more in the rotation out of necessity right now than out of um, out of because he's earned the the opportunity to be in the rotation. But I want, but as we saw in his most recent start, he had a very good first inning. And then things absolutely spiraled out of control in the second inning. And some of that may be due to uh, injury, because we saw that he got hit by that comebacker. So I'm not sure exactly how much that played into it. Um, But yeah, Sensatella, I think might be interesting to try out in a late inning role. Hmm.
3: That's interesting. I mean, sort of, I mean... Yeah, this is sort of the the Juan Nicasio path. Just uh, jumping in ahead a little bit, because yeah, he's he's always been. I, I I had a lot of hope for him uh, this year because it's, he seemed to have been developing that third pitch which he didn't really have before. Um, but yeah, it's you know it's like up and down. He's he's starting to feel a lot like you know a number four or five pitcher. So if the Rockies can add to. The starting rotation; they're not going to need to rely on him in the event of uh, uh, another Thanos snap. Then, huh? I, I, am not going to say right now that uh, I'm with you, but I will say I'm going to. Um, I'm willing. I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to listen to this
1: argument. What do you think, Adam?
0: I think, I think has been. Considered someone who was destined for the bullpen for a long time, um, and so I don't think uh, I don't think your suggestion is crazy by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, would I put him at the back end of the bullpen? Like I mean, not, not necessarily. I, you know, I personally I'd want to see what he does um, in working in the rotation or working in the bullpen um that being said you know having just two pitches like it's possible that he he has the kind of stuff that could play up uh in the bullpen uh and again like you said if we don't if we end up in a place where tim melville uh aka the harpoon is willing to solidify our fifth starter role and we don't have to or maybe sixth starter is a better way to put him uh and we don't have to keep bouncing since Zatella back and forth it, it I think it would be worth a long look. I think the Rockies have struggled in the past decade developing relief arm, relief arms. Like that's why we ended up with a Super Bowl pen because we couldn't develop relievers. Um, you know, Oberg's been great and uh, turned Avino into something great. But again, his was a lot of work with driveline too. So, uh, so it's hard to know how much credit to give the Rockies in any of those situations. But I think being willing to pull the plug on a guy in the rotation. Uh, you know, especially, you know, we've got three hundred and nineteen innings out of Sensatella. most of that in the rotation, not all of it, because he spent a good amount of time in the bullpen as well. Um, he's got a five two one ERA. So personally I would I would like to see the Rockies say, Okay, let's let's try and develop someone who can actually do something in the bullpen uh and and go from there because we Lord knows we need help. Uh so I'm uh, I'm on board, but mostly because I think we know who Antonio Sanzatella the starter is, and I want to know who Antonio Sanzatella the reliever is.
2: Well, and you can almost look at it, you know, kind of like uh, the Diamondbacks did with Archie Bradley. He was kind of on that bubble for a while too. Of you know, they drafted him as a starter. They really, really wanted him to be a starter, and just he just couldn't quite. I mean, granted, he got hit in the face with that ball from Carlos Gonzalez and never quite recovered from it. But, um, I mean, he sho- he showed flashes of brilliance as a starter, but then they moved him to the bullpen, and that first year in the bullpen he really, really shined and then had some issues with fingernails and things that uh, prevented him from being really good again in 2018. But he's kind of come back this year. Um, I don't know if Antonio Sensatella is necessarily in the same league in that regard because archie bradley was a really high draft pick but um i could see it almost developing kind of like that i mean archie's really developed as a really good seventh eighth inning guy um you don't always need your best guy to be the closer you can put him in the seventh or eighth inning and be just fine
3: yeah I, i mean yeah yeah as we're talking about this yeah he senzatella did get a lot of he did he did get a fair amount of relief work i think it was last year but that was it was mostly as like a long reliever right he was yeah. he was put in the chris russell mm-hmm. role yep mm-hmm. um yeah and i'm just like i just pulled up his like velocity you know his average fastball velocity over the past few years in 2016 um i don't know what the sample is here um well 2016 this would have been minor league or spring training so not a big sample but um, Brooks baseball has him at 96 almost 97 average fastball velocity. With Major League um, recordings 2017, 95, a little bit lower, 94.29, 2018, and about 94 this year. Um, so I wonder if if you know if you're not, if he's not being stretched out and if he's relying on one inning work, he can get that velocity back up to, you know, 96, 97. Um, couple that with his slider and that could make a, you know, that's your basically your recipe for a, a nice um, late inning reliever. So I like the idea. I, I mean, I think, I think if, if Scott Oberg is not healthy next year, I like at the start of next year, I like uh, starting Carlos Estevez maybe in, you know, in a late inning role Honestly, like if Wade Davis must close, at least get other guys like uh, um, some experience pitching the seventh and eighth. And and then, you know, then you have then you create the stopgap. And at least mentally with the with those guys, you create the expectation that they could be the next one to uh to uh, to to slide into those roles. If if uh, if there's further further meltdowns from, you know, the high paid relievers.
0: Well, or here's here, we can do this. Just put Wade Davis with three runs or with a lead of three runs or more on the road and that's the only time he pitches. And then we can have Carlos Estevez pitch the other times if if Olberg's not around. I, I, I think it's a I think it's sure to work, that kind of plan. That sounds good. <laughs> in, in all seriousness though, I think I'll be disappointed if I don't hear some trade rumors, uh, some serious trade rumors about Wade Davis in the offseason. Uh, I know he's. I know he's bringing down a crap ton of money and uh, and whatnot. But I feel like Wade Davis is the kind of guy that other teams can look at and say, "Yeah, it's a big fat ERA, but uh, look how he's done outside of Coors." You know, last week notwithstanding, you know he had a couple different blowups, which were you know, it's really fun to watch. But I I feel like he's an ideal trade candidate for for a team that needs to beef up their bullpen and maybe is willing to spend that kind of money. Um, you know, if the Rockies are willing to eat some of the money uh, maybe they can get a prospect back or something along those lines. Um, I'm not saying it will happen. I'm not, but uh, because, you know, it takes two to tango, but as long as we're talking about the bullpen, I, I think Wade Davis is someone that uh, we need to seriously consider like, man, has Coors Field just broken this guy? Um, and uh, whether it's in his head or, you know, his knuckle curve uh, just doesn't work at altitude the way it was last year. You know, whatever it is, uh, I just I would be a lot happier <laughs> with the bullpen if if we could get something from from a Wade Davis trade.
2: I mean, we're kind of at the yeah kind of at the point of the season where we're talking about, should we just blow it up and start over? Should we, you know? keep the team together what should we do I mean we can blow it you can blow it up without blowing up the whole team you could just blow up the bullpen and kind of start from the bottom there and you know look at guys like Oberg and Estevez and you know get rid of guys like Shaw and Wade Davis
3: (laughs) the bullpen's pretty good at blowing itself up oh true (laughs) (laughs) yeah I yeah I like that yeah I, I I agree and I think I think um I think I think the case to trade the the Rockies could probably ask and get more back for Wade Davis in an off season trade than they probably could have in the middle of like the season that they're having right now. So I think, cause I think, uh, they might be able to make a better case to get a, a better return. So yeah, I, 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 agree. I like that idea. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we hear.
0: Yeah. As far as the rest of the bullpen, it's just, um, you know I've been hearing some folks talk about like maybe we need to look at some of these guys who you know aren't on the 40man roster but like you know the Rockies have made a habit recently of drafting relievers out of college which is frustrating in a lot of ways um, especially since all those guys like uh, like your Ben Bowden's have uh, taken kind of a circuitous route like you draft a reliever out of college in the hopes that he comes up and helps the major league team quickly. And I feel like in Bowden's case in particular, you know, there's injuries that have been mixed in with there, but um, I just, if the Iraqis are going to draft those guys and and if they haven't completely busted, you know, each of these reliever types have have moved up the system slowly, you know, sometimes for injury, but whatever. Uh, I'd like to see those guys uh, at least given a, A very very hard serious look maybe maybe not the rest of the season because of the 40-man roster concerns but but certainly in spring training uh because clearly the go out and buy a bullpen is uh not likely to work again uh it almost kind of worked the first time but not really uh so as far as building up the bullpen I, i think the rockies need to take a long hard look internally um And and see what they have. Uh, It's just otherwise we're going to end up in a place where we are beating our heads heads against the wall next year. And and no team likes their bullpen. Like you show me a fan base that likes, sorry, you show me a fan base that really likes their bullpen. I'll I'll show you a fan base that's in a matter of self delusion. You know, put a runner on in the ninth inning with a one run lead and tell, and then and then you'll see how much they like their bullpen. So. Because uh, bullpens are just fickle like that, so I, th- I think they need to look internally. They need to look at some of these guys that they might need to just convert from starters' roles. Uh, they need to find the find out if these guys, you know, Will Gattis is another one that I, that comes to mind. You know, I think he's been he's been up in Double A this year, right, Sam?
2: Let me double check just a second.
0: Uh, but he but he's one.
2: I believe he's been in Double A. Yeah,
0: but he's one that I would like to see uh, more out of. Uh, It looks like he hasn't been. He's been in Lancaster. Sorry, Lancaster. Okay, so maybe he's not quite ready to make the jump there. Yeah. But, uh, but that that's that's kind of what I'm thinking, looking at like if we're the bullpen's a problem, and I think that's the way that we need to try and build it up. Uh, There's guys who are going to be available in free agency, uh, but I'm just I don't trust Jeff Bridges' track track record in identifying free agent reliever talent. I just don't.
2: Yeah, I will say Bowden's uh, Bowden has looked really good in his last couple of starts. I don't think he's allowed to run um, in his last couple of starts. But um, another guy to keep an eye on would be Justin Lawrence. He was kind of initially the you know closer of the future that they were trying to trying to groom in that into that role. Um, he's been blown up a lot in Albuquerque and Art and Hartford this year. Um, But I think between Bowdoin and Lawrence, those are kind of the two guys that they're really trying to push for that late inning closer type role of the future. So any final thoughts?
0: I'm good. Those are my thoughts on the bullpen. I think I was the one who said I didn't have thoughts on the bullpen. And here I am with all these thoughts on
2: the bullpen. There are worse things. Alrighty. Well, thank you everybody for that wonderful discussion. We'll see who ends up in that late inning closer type something or other next year. Um, we'll be right back. Everybody. We're going to talk about impending free agents and who the Rockies could possibly take a look at next year on a segment of fire up the fountains, which we haven't done in a while. So we'll be right back after this. Alrighty. So our next segment we haven't done in a while It's called Fire Up the Fountains. So we're going to be talking about impending free agents that the Rockies could potentially take a look at in the offseason.
0: Fire Up the Fountains.
2: So remember for this segment, uh, Eric and Adam, that we are going to ask, who, like, we're going to tell you a name, and if you agree that the Rockies should pursue them, then you say Fire Up the Fountains. And if you disagree that the Rockies should pursue this free agent, then you say, don't fire up the fountains, or some variation of that. So first, we're going to start with Sean Doolittle. So, Eric, fire up the fountains or nah? Uh,
3: you know, I'm going to say nah, uh, don't fire up the fountains. I, I think Sean Doolittle's great, and I think he's the type of pitcher that the Rockies, if they're in contention, should try to trade for. Um, But as Adam mentioned earlier, I don't trust Jeff Breidich's uh, assessment on the free agent market and especially relievers. So um, and plus, like he would probably require like a four year contract. And that's not a good idea. So I'm going to say I'm going to give it a nah, even though I love Sean Doolittle and I would, you know, he's the type of player that I think. I would love the Rockies to pick up at a trade deadline in a contention year.
2: Adam, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not firing off the mountains for for Sean Doolittle. Um, I think he's uh, he's got a lot of mileage on his arm uh, between the um, between the Nationals and the Athletics. Like they they just uh, he's been what's what's the old phrase ridden hard and put away wet. Um, And I feel like you're you're starting to see that, you know, he he had a great, great, great year last year, Um, but he's he's, right now he's posting, uh, you know, the highest walk rate he has in five years, um, the lowest strikeout rate he's had in five years, uh, the highest home run rate he's given up in five years, Uh, he's got a crazy high BABIP, like um, all these things just you know, those are, those are the first things I look at for free agent pitchers. And, uh, those are all the things that I'm like, no, don't want anything to do with those, uh, with any of that. Um, and like I said earlier, um, if Jeff Breidich is pursuing him, it's, uh, it's a red flag in my mind. Like, wait, maybe we
1: shouldn't get this guy. If Jeff Breidich is interested in putting him on the team.
2: Fair enough. Ben, what do you think?
1: Five months ago, I would have fired up the Fountains. And I think Sean Doolittle seems like an awesome dude. And I think he'd be really cool just because of his personality to have around the team. But, you know, he's really started to struggle with the Nationals, and they placed him on the injured list. And I'm not sure exactly how much of that is due to an actual injury or how much of it might be kind of a phantom IL because he's been pitching so poorly. Um, So I'm not so sure. 32-year-old Sean Doolittle is going to be someone I'd want on my team at the moment. Uh, all right, next one we have is Garrett Cole, and I am going to fire up the fountains. I It's probably going to be quite a tall ask to sign uh, Cole. He's probably going to require, I think, uh, probably at least six years. He's only 29 and probably a substantial amount of money. But whatever happened when he got traded to the Astros, as happens to so many other starting pitchers, has certainly worked out for him. And I would like to see Garrett Cole leading this Rockies rotation and one that has quite a few question marks next year. Uh, what do you think, Adam?
0: Uh, I am fasc- I've am i been fascinated with Garrett Cole ever since he was uh, drafted out of UCLA. Um, he played with Trevor Bauer. Apparently the two don't get along very well. Um, can't imagine why um they're very very different types of pitchers they're very different types of players they have very different types of personalities so so no i i don't wonder um but it's just if you look if you look at his fangraphs page i just pulled it up um so his strikeout rates i'm just going to read the first number of his strikeout strikeouts per nine he went from seven to nine to eight to seven to eight and then he got traded to the astros and then he went to 12 and this year he's up to 14 or 13 um He is absolutely the player that, uh, everyone should at least check in on. Um, but all that's to say, like, I want to fire up the fountains because of that, because he's clearly just an excellent pitcher, um, and has clearly, you know, turned a corner with whatever the Astros have given him. Uh, but I'm also just really nervous about what it costs to keep him, uh, and or to get him because you the rockies are going to have to pay the course field tax to get any pitcher to come here um so so yeah there's on an intellect like my, my heart says fire up the fountains my head says no or vice versa i don't know uh eric what do you think
3: uh well this is going to be much shorter uh yes absolutely fire up the fountains um get good players and that's all.
2: What he said. <laughs> so yes, Fire of the Fountains and what Eric just said. Um all right. Moving on. Next we have Marcel Ozuna. So Eric, what do you think about Marcel Ozuna? Uh,
3: you're starting with me. Um Yeah, I, I I liked him. I I was hoping the Rockies would trade for him when the uh when the Marlins were uh fire selling a couple of off seasons ago so where would he fit outfield david Dahl, charlie blackman ian desmond i guess um yeah uh fire up the fountains uh if this forces the rockies to not start ian desmond um frequently i don't think rymel tapia is an everyday starter i think he's more of a fourth outfielder um you know there there are there are a lot of you know questions here we talk about like what would the rockies do and everything like that i'm just i'm approaching this as just sort of a straight like would this player be useful and should the rockies pursue them and figure out roster crunches etc after that um so through that lens i'm gonna say yes fire up the fountains on pursuing marcelo
0: zuna adam you, you made a really good case right there with that because it pursuing Marcelo Zuna puts the Rockies in a position where they have to uh, find a bench role for Ian Desmond and on that basis alone I like it um, Marcelo Zuna he's still young like he's going into his age 29 season um, he picked a really good time to uh, to turn it around he, he he was he was okay with the Cardinals last year he had a, a 106 WRC plus um, you know, he was. Uh, you know, he he was fine. Uh, you know, but this year he's he's stealing bases, he's hitting home runs, he's uh, he's he's done a lot better, and uh, he's made like like that's what you're supposed to do in a contract year. Um, uh, as far as how he would fit in into the team, like if he's the kind of guy that we need, like I I, I think I can just go back to hashtag get good players. Uh, we need some help in the outfield. Um, and, uh, I think the, the one reservation I have is, uh, whether or not I want David Dahl playing center field and course field all the time, not because I don't think he's capable because I absolutely think he is, but, but that's, that takes a toll on your body and, uh, just the injuries that he's had to deal with just one random thing after another. Uh, that's, that's my only reservation. Otherwise I'm firing up the fountains on going after Ozuna. Uh, Ben.
1: Yes, fire up the fountains on Ozuna. Um, I think an Ozuna-Blackman doll outfield would be very good. Uh, Of course, that forces you into that. Uh, Question about Tapia and Desmond. I think Tapia is a perfectly capable fourth outfielder. Um, I think his ceiling is probably even higher than that, but I don't want to go into a season uh, anointing him as a starter. But I think uh, a fourth outfielder role is good for him. Of course, that leaves you with what to do with Ian Desmond. I don't know. I mean, I just kind of pretend he doesn't <laughs> pretend that he's not a problem that you have to worry about. And then, um, so we'll go with those four in the outfield and then Desmond, whatever happens with him. One more thing. All right.
0: I think um, so- one more thing about Ozuna, he's a righty and having a right-handed hitter in the outfield would probably be a really good thing, uh, for, for the Rockies. So he, he hasn't been great in the outfield,
2: but we've got Ian Desmond.
0: Uh, I'm going to refer you to Ben's previous statement about Ian Desmond. <laughs> um, he has been great defensively, but I, th- I think having a righty in the outfield would be very
1: helpful. So we need outfield help. Fire of the Fountains or not nah on Gerardo Para, Adam.
0: Uh it would be fun to have Baby Shark playing you know, over the uh, over the PA whenever he came up to bat. Um otherwise like I just no, <laughs> I'm not, I just that's a very resigned, heavy sigh, no, on Firing of the Fountains. Um, I know he's done a lot better since he's gotten to Washington, uh, but uh, I, I say no, but I also think that Gerardo part is the exact kind of uh, free agent acquisition that Jeff Breidich would target after, after this season. And so I'm afraid that we're going to see a lot of uh, Gerardo back to Denver rumors at the winter meetings. I just, uh, I don't want to see it. So no.
3: Um, all right. I think it's my turn. Um, fire up the fountains on Gerardo Parada. Um, Gerardo Parada. That is a reverse jinx. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm a little torn on it. I th- I, again, you know, like what he's, what he brings to the table, just purely from a clubhouse guy, keeping the, keeping the vibe positive, having fun kind of guy. Um, Adam, like you said, you know, Baby Shark on the PA, as much as I had to listen to that in my classroom last year. Um, And I I don't know if it'll still be popular. So you might have to find something else. So I, I I'm torn on Fire Up the Fountains for Gerardo Parra, but maybe slightly leaning towards no, because I think we've got guys like Ryan McMahon who can bring the fun. So. Next up we have Hyun Jin Ryu. Eric, what are your thoughts on Hyun Jin Ryu?
3: Um yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, my initial instinct here is fire up the fountains. Um Yeah, just like, you know, it's it's a it's a yeah, I, we're in a we're in a get good players scenario again. So he's. I mean, I. guess my, my 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 hesitance with him is, okay. So he's thirty two. So he's not young, and this year he's just. I mean, this this year is by. Well, he was. He actually had a. He had a really good year last year too. Although he was injured, he's been injured a lot too over the past few years. He's had a breakout season this year. Um, he might win the Cy Young. I mean, his ERA is two. Um i didn't know that um you, i say it dis- despite all of that i mean like with with all the injuries he's had and how taxing um pitching at altitude really is um i'm gonna i'm actually gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm gonna say nah even though i should probably say fire up the fountains i'm gonna say nah
0: i'm i'm gonna say it was really fun listening to Eric read Hinjin Ryu's uh, Fangraphs page uh, because I could tell, like, I was looking at the, the exact same things you were looking at as you were saying them, and so that, that was really entertaining for me. Um, I, I'm going to say I'm not firing up the fountains for Ryu either. Um, the age the age is a concern. Um, the, the amount it would cost, like, I, I'm sure other teams are going to be in on him, so the Rockies are going to have to overpay for him which is a big thing that I just keep coming back to for pitchers. Like, you know, the reason our super Bowl pin is so uh, frustrating is because we essentially were put in a position where we overpaid for a bunch of guys um, because that's what it takes to get pitchers to, uh, to Coors Field. But on top of that, you know, in uh, reuse six years in uh, Dodger blue, this is shaping up to be only his third complete season. Um, he had one, you know, he threw four innings in 2016. Uh, he made 15 starts in 2018. Uh, he made 25 starts uh, in 2017 so that's thats you know that's not even a full season. that's most of a season so uh, all that the, the age, the pitching and altitude the things that you know the the course field tax, as I like to call it I just I, I, I can't get excited about going after engine Ryu. Ben.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say nah on Hyunjin Ryu. Um, the age is a big thing, and I think if the Rockies are going to go after a pitcher, should cash in all their chips on Garrett Cole. That's my thoughts. Next, uh, another old friend, Corey Dickerson. I am going to fire up the fountains myself. I know I said Ozuna, and then we're going to have even more outfielders to wonder about where we're going to put them all, but I I never wanted Corey Dickerson to leave. I guess it's a good thing he did because we got Hiraman on Marquez. But I want Corey Dickerson back because he's a good player. What do you think, Adam? uh, uh
0: it would it would be fun to see if uh, Bud Black would revive the whole uh, he could wake up on Christmas Day and hit thing that. Uh, um, I guess that was Tim Tracy. Whew, man, blast from past. Um. Uh, but I I, I don't know. He's uh. I feel like if we are sitting in February and uh, Corey Dickerson doesn't have a contract, and uh, all the other all these other good outfielders do have contracts, uh, Corey Dickerson's a guy who uh, would uh, would make sense in, in that regard. Uh, part of my hesitancy is, you know, it's another lefty bat. Um, it's another guy who uh, shockingly won a Gold Glove. I don't. I still don't understand that. That gold glove season is looking like an aberration. He just he hasn't put up really good defensive numbers, um, and you know, bad. That was a big reason why the Rockies were willing to part with him. Uh, and so, I just uh, he's another one that I'm just I'm having a hard time getting excited about. So I'm I'm not going to fire up the fountains. Eric.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna also say nah. I he's I I loved Corey Dickerson when he played for the Rockies. Um, and he's, he's still a good hitter, but I don't I, he, There's, there's a lot to also not like. Um, I mean, last year his walk rate was 4%. I mean, that's like, might as well get Gerardo Parra. You're going to suffer through that. Um, he still had a good season though, um, because he, he could still hit, but I, I just, it's just, it doesn't seem like, it's not the type of profile that Really ages well unless you're Vladimir Guerrero. Um, I'm not sure if there's like um, research out there to back that up. That's just sort of a feeling that I have. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say nah. Even though you know that is still you know the Rockies do need improvement in the outfield, but I just I don't I I think I would look elsewhere um, before uh, before firing up the fountains on Corey Dickerson.
2: Yeah, i might agree um as much fun as it would be to you know last year we had matt Holliday and cargo both in the outfield after being traded for each other so i think it'd be cool to have you know Corey dickerson and herman marquez um and uh jake mcgee after all being traded for each other but yeah i feel oh, like yeah. they're at, at the, yeah right at this point you know Kevin there's had, uh, there's a lot of outfielders they've got some, <laughs> they've got some depth um in the minor leagues. So I don't, I don't think they really necessarily need Corey Dickerson. So I think I'm going to pass on Corey Dickerson um, also. All right. So our next um, free agent here, we have catcher Yasmani Grandal. Eric, what are your thoughts on Grandal?
3: Uh, This is a good one. I mean, uh, the Rockies, it's, it still makes me mad that he signed such a cheap contract with the Brewers and the Rockies could have, they could have, they could have matched that if they wanted to. I imagine, um, or even given two years rather than just one year, and Yasmani Grandal wouldn't be a free agent now. Um, I mean, fire up the fountains in the sense that you know, yes, good get good players, and Yasmani Grandal is great. He'd be one of the best hitting catchers in baseball. But then who do we got? Tony Walters and Dom Nunez. I kind of want to see what Dom Nunez can do in a full season. Uh, you know but then are the rockies going to compete next year this is a lot of uh thinking out loud (laughs) seeing my thought process here if the rockies are competing next year and if they have intentions to compete for the division next year they should yeah then fire up the fountains if the rockies are approaching next year as we're going to rebuild and see what our see what we have in our young players then you know, it, it's a, then nah, then it depends. Then you want to see what you get from a full year of Dom Nunez um, probably as Tony Walters is backup. Um, so that is uh, both at the, that is at the same time, two answers and no answer to this question.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm absolutely firing up the fountains for Gondol. Um I think he probably learned from last off season that he's not going to get that uh, any better than that five year, $60 million deal that the, uh, that the Mets offered him. Uh, so I think, I think the Rockies would very much be in play to give him a two. Um, I might even be willing to give him a three year deal just because, um, you know, his skills, he's, yeah, he's displayed a, a skill set that I think, uh, can age really well. Um, granted his obP is uh, way higher this year than it has been in a long time uh, but that's but that's a really really good sign uh, I'm, i want a catcher who can get on base um, and his uh, his defensive reputation is uh is outstanding uh, as much as it would hurt to push tony two bags to a to a backup role i think i am not interested in seeing dom nunez for a full season and i'm sorry to dom Nunez but uh his his track up the major league or minor league ladder has been less than inspiring for me uh i think if he can catch uh you know 30 even 40 percent of the games in september i think that's going to give us enough to know what we got out of dom nunez Um, and he's a guy that we can just as easily uh keep in triple a until we need him uh but I uh, I absolutely think that uh, you know as far as upgrades that the Rockies can make on the free agent market, uh, Yasmani Grandal is the easiest one to perceive, even with uh, Tony Walters' improvements this year. So, uh, so that's why I stand with uh, with Grandal. What about you, Ben?
1: Um, I'm gonna fire at the fountains on Grandal. Um, yes, Walters has been better. And especially in the first half, he was better, but he has come back down a little bit, and I don't think the production you get out of him offensively compares in any way to what you could get out of Grandal. so I'm definitely going to fire up the fountains on Grandall uh next one. how would you guys feel okay this guy's going to be uh this guy's going to be a free agent Adam, how do you <laughs> feel about Mike Dunn? <laughs> <laughs> um
0: well ben i would feel really bad if uh you would had a jersey for a rockies player that uh uh that no longer played for the rockies um i wish you were wearing it right now that'd make this even better i might have it i'm trying to see if i have it in my <laughs> um
1: I don't, th- I don't think I brought that with me to college. Just it. Oh, why not? He's got to wear it on Thanksgiving when he goes <laughs> home. This so. didn't seem appropriate this time around.
0: No. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I have to say about Mike Dunn. Anyone else? Uh, uh, nah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm going to say Mike Dunn is done. Ah.
3: Oh, <laughs>
2: that was a quick conversation. Who's next? Uh, Nicholas Castellanos, Eric. Uh, that's
3: he's an interesting one too because he he's he's he plays the outfield now, doesn't he? Or has he has he gotten reps in the outfield? I know he came up as a. Okay,
2: yeah, per Baseball Reference, it I says third baseman slash right now. fielder. Yeah, it depends okay. on
0: what you mean by played. I mean, you know, he has... He it, it depends on base. what you mean by played the outfield, Eric, because he's... Uh, uh, I'm pulling it up right now.
1: Uh, former third baseman, former corner outfielder. Sounds like a first baseman to me.
3: Yeah. Um, okay, so let's see. It's been a while since I've paid attention to Nick Castellanos. Um gonna say nah um because he just like okay so he seems like he could fill a need um in the outfield but he doesn't seem like that much of an improved i mean okay he's he'd be a better hitter than ian desmond i'm pretty confident about that (laughs) um he would not be a very great Defenders I'm gonna say I'm gonna say nah I mean it would fill a need but it, it wouldn't feel a need in a way that would like actually put the Rockies on a on a better track to uh to compete so that's that's my that's my story there
0: yeah for me it all depends on what kind of contract Castellanos is looking for um based on what he's done for the past four seasons he he probably is absolutely in the market for a a pretty good sized, uh, or at least good length, uh, free agent contract. Um, you know, granted teams, aren't, uh, super excited about giving out super long-term deals to guys that they didn't bring up. Uh, and so, so maybe he's looking at a four or five year deal. And so at that point, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, unless we have confidence that the DH is coming to the national league by 2021 or 2022, um, so so those are my reservations but uh on the flip side uh i I think i think castellanos is a good hitter i think he's kind of an underrated hitter so i think he might come a little cheaper like i think he would be a really decent uh consolation prize for marcelo zuna uh, sweepstakes uh so I, i think the Rockies should at least uh pursue him and we will uh we will cross the bridge of how I really, truly feel about it uh, after we see him play uh, play a month in Coors Field's left field. Uh, and so, But otherwise, I, I am willing to fire up the fountains for Castellanos.
1: So in 100 games with the Tigers, 11 home runs, 23 games since being traded to the Cubs, 8 home runs. He's slugging over 700. So whatever happened since he got to, to Wrigley has been really helping him. Um. All that being said, something about Castellanos' approach just hasn't, it just hasn't, lo- I don't know, it hasn't passed my personal eye test, and I don't know why that is, I just don't like watching him hit. Um, <laughs> the production has certainly been there at times, but uh, he's never really had a high walk rate or anything like that, um, and his strikeout rate, I guess it's not that high with how often some hitters are striking out nowadays, but... I don't know. Something about Castellanos I haven't necessarily liked. Sorry, Nick. Uh, Moving on next are uh, Will Smith. Uh, He was a possible target that we were looking at at the trade deadline if the Rockies were to be buyers because he has had an incredible year at the back end of the bullpen for the Giants. If there is any reliever that I will fire up the fountains for, it's going to be Will Smith. What about you, Adam? Um. Did he grow up in West Philadelphia? Uh,
0: and spend was the other most of his Smith. time on the playgrounds. Uh,
2: um, Dodgers guy, yeah. Born and raised.
0: Oh, the other. The Will Dodgers Smith. catcher. My, my fault. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> he so
2: no was the thing. genie in Aladdin,
0: though. Um. Uh, oh well, shoot. Uh,
3: <laughs> it's the Giants
0: one who was the genie. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I think I I think if I found out that the Rockies were pursuing Will Smith, that would be the one exception to me to my uh, I don't want anyone that Jeff Radich wants uh, to come in as a reliever rule. Um, I think he's pretty objectively been pretty good. He's uh, um, he's thirty, so you know he, he's starting to get up there. Like he's uh, uh, he does have four hundred two innings uh, on his arm. Um, I think with Will Smith, I'm really afraid of a Brian Shaw situation. I really loved the Brian Shaw deal uh, when it was made because Brian yeah, Shaw. He, seemed... he
1: was objectively good too before signing with
0: the Rockies. Exactly, exactly. And so that that's kind of what I'm afraid of is that we, uh, you know, in the same way that we got Brian Shaw just essentially one year too late, like would we be getting Will Smith one year too late? Uh, I don't know. And so um, I won't be mad. I won't be upset if the Rockies try and pursue him um until i start seeing some dollar figures that are flying around um but otherwise uh i i don't want to fire up the fountains for will smith that's to you sam
1: did eric want to say anything
0: oh oh, shoot (laughs) i forget whose what order we're going
1: (laughs) oh
3: yeah i'm now i'm i'm sticking i'm sticking with my with my guns with as far as relievers go so i'm gonna i'm gonna stay i'm gonna stay with nah don't fire up the fountains on will smith
2: yeah, I think I'm going to be in the same boat. We've got you know, some guys that are coming up. We've got some guys who are already there um, who are having some success and are also on the cheap. So I think we should stick with the bullpen guys we got. So I'm going to say pass on Will Smith. And that concludes our list of potential free agents in this segment of Fire Up the Fountains. So thank you guys, Eric and Adam, for joining us. And we'll come right back with uh, the upcoming schedule.
0: Thank you.
3: See ya.
1: All right. Well, I think we've officially declared the season over. So it's kind of fun to look at uh, what moves could be made to improve upon the team for the next year, right, Sam?
2: I agree. So I mean, it's not. It's over in the sense of contending, but you know, it's just starting for for some of these guys. So yeah. for some of these. Young they could still win
1: in. eighty-two games, which is they what could. I had had them at. Yeah, they could. Uh, Let's take a look because we we still enjoy watching the Rockies even in what may not be a postseason season season. And let's take a look at the upcoming schedule Uh, after the two with the Red Sox Are over the rest of the homestand is going to be a four-game series at the Pittsburgh Pirates A good opportunity to get some wins perhaps dollar hot dog night on Thursday the 29th stranger things ticket package on Friday night Uh, and You can get a lunch bag on Saturday and it's movie night on Sunday it says movie night, but the uh, game is a day game, and that's uh, the Sandlot will be the game. Then we have a road trip. Rockies are going to go to Los Angeles to face the Dodgers for three games. Monday evening, uh, Monday September second. We're already in September. Wow, that game is going to be on MLB Network if you're out of market. Then after an off day on Thursday September fifth, three games at San Diego. And the Saturday evening game will be on MLB Network for out-of-market viewers as well. Otherwise, you can always catch your Rockies on ATT Sportsnet Rocky Mountain or listen on KOA 850 AM, 94.1 FM. All right, Sam, uh, it was a great time talking with you and Eric and Adam today, and I hope you and everyone listening has a good week.
2: Yep. Thanks for another great show, Ben.